What's up, everybody? This is your Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D. And let me say, first and foremost, I hope you all enjoyed the very first episode of Brody and I's podcast, Fatality, a Mortal Kombat retrospective. We had a lot of fun making it, and while we did go a little long, that is why we split our first episode actually into two audio episodes. So on this episode, you'll be catching us covering Mortal Kombat 3 and 4. So without further ado, allow me to introduce the Arcade Years Continued. Round 2. Fight! So, let's jump into our next game. Sounds good. All right, we have Mortal Kombat. Th- all right, so <clears throat> I'm throwing these all in the bunch. It's it's just easier because technically the the next game is Mortal Kombat 3. Now we get a two more games after the fact. However, even though they're quote unquote separate games, they're actually still 3. They're yep. essentially just DLCs. They're just upgraded versions of 3. So we're talking MK3 ultimate mk3 and mk trilogy so for these bad boys obviously we're still got our developers of midway uh williams entertainment acclaim and gt interactive who covered all the uh codes for like systems and shit designers are mr ed boone and john tobias programmer ed boone artist john tobias steve baron tony gosky and composer mr dan forden once again does a great job the man himself fucking hey dude uh so buddy you want to give the uh Quick little overview here. So easy. In Mortal Kombat 3, after being defeated once again at the hands of Liu Kang, Shao Kahn decides to enact an old scheme to force the merger of realms by resurrecting his long-dead queen, Sindel. With her being resurrected in Earthrealm, the merger has started, millions of people being taken out by Khan's forces. Raiden's powers are drained, and there's only a handful of people left to stop the sinister plot for total takeover. Yeah, we getting even darker in this one. Fuck yeah. Oh man! So, like my like my man said, we're in Earth Realm this time. Like I know we were in the first one, but this is like we're not in just some random little island off and fuck where nobody can find it. We're right in the middle of fucking civilization, man. Shit is going down. It's fucking Judgment Day, dude. Pretty much in the MK universe at this point. Um. So for characters, we got uh. Our new characters for MK3 is Cyrax, Cabal, Nightwolf, Sector, Sindel, Shiva, and Curtis Stryker. Um, so our returning characters are Jax, Kano, Kung Lao, Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero sporting a new maskless outfit. Controversial. Yeah. Uh, Shang Tsung and Smoke, who <sighs> is hidden but is playable with yes the input of code and then our boss characters we get our new sub boss the first time we actually don't have a shokan we get motaro the fucking centaur dude and he is a <sighs> dick <laughs> and then the big baddie himself mr fucking shao khan so bitch. this is this is our first time this is an mk3 character list here we'll, we'll go into our ultimate and trilogy add-ons um but i got a side note here man this is the first mortal Kombat, and granted this is this is number three but this is actually the only mortal Kombat 
the only fucking one without our goddamn boy, fucking Scorpion. What the fuck? And it fucking pisses me off. Right? What the f- dude? Scorpion has always been Ed Boon's favorite fucking character. So I and I've never even been able to figure out why they never incorporated him into it. Like some people say, and it's stupid. They're like, "Oh, this one doesn't have any ninjas because technically, like Sub Zero's defunct from the Lin Kuei in this one." But I'm like, "Well, that's stupid, dude, because you got two fucking robot ninjas who are the cybernetic Lin Kuei, so I still count that." Yeah, but like, where the fuck is Scorpion, dude? You know what I mean? He's a goddamn revenant. He's not fucking going anywhere. Like, and and, and the other thing that really pisses me off is that one of the f- uh, fatalities of our um, our players here, when it gets to animality, you turn in. She turns into a scorpion and kills someone. Like, I can't remember who the actual. It was Shiva. Is. It was Shiva. Fucking Shiva. Yeah. yeah. How do you not? Like, like what? That's a big fuck you. you. That's a big a- fuck you to us. Oh, terrible. Fucking terrible. <laughs> but oh, listen, no, right. and you know what? I love Mortal Kombat. I have Mortal Kombat 3. I have it on fucking Game Boy. I'm not going to say it's like a terrible game by any means. However, I think not only the developers dropped that shit and they heard the fucking rush back hard. Yes. So absolutely. Now we're talking MK3 dropped in 1995. I believe it was, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it was April 1995. So six months fucking later, here we go. Boom. We get Ultimate MK3. So this is the first add-on from MK3, and this is the one that starts to correct all the issues that was made the first go around. <laughs> so, buddy, you want to give us a, a rundown of what characters we get in Ultimate MK3? So we or get Jade. Yeah, so uh, basically we get Jade, uh, Katana, Reptile, Scorpion has to come back, obviously. Uh, our classic Sub-Zero, because there was a bit of controversy behind his design for this one. Uh, Ermac, Melina, Noob Cybot, and Rain. Mm-hmm. Now, I, Rain. Sorry, I, I never actually played Ultimate MK3 or the trilogy. That's really? why I was so fucking angry when this Mortal Kombat 3 came out without um, uh, Scorpion. And because I, I never realized, I never realized um, until we were actually reviewing this. Mm, okay. So yeah, my it, hatred it, for this one is pretty full on. MK3 definitely had a weird fucking feel to it, man. Like it, it's, I don't want to say they were losing their luster, but I feel like they started kind of divvying from the formula a little too much. Like, I don't, I don't know how to say it without like, Cause I don't want to say like I'm shitting on the game. Like I still like it. Ultimate is yep. much better and trilogy is fucking fantastic. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, man, like I'm not going to lie. I actually had, I think I believe I picked up ultimate before I got three. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. And so when I did pick up three, because I, like I said, I picked up on the game boy, I was very like, ew, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like where's all my dudes like what the fuck Mr. OJ so after MK3 or Ultimate MK3 to which was actually the last arcade for this one made a whole year later after Ultimate drops so what I say like October 95 I believe that was yes. so October 1996 we get MK4 Nope. 
MK Trilogy, the last full update to MK3 because, well, God damn it, we were still missing motherfuckers. So who did we get yeah, in this sure. one, buddy? So we got Raiden, Baraka, Johnny Cage, Goro, Kentaro, Mutaro, Shao Kahn, and Chameleon. I just fucking realized we were missing Johnny Cage this whole time. So I have a little backstory on that. Um, unfortunately, the, the lovely man who gave us our intro today, uh, he was going through some bullshit with Midway at the time. So there was some legal battles. Yep. And so we lost our mocap actor, Mr. Carlos Pensina, for Johnny Cage. Um, they actually hired a new gentleman for Trilogy. Uh, and actually, that's the dude who I'm on the body style there because when they came with the versus thing, that's obviously comes with three. Uh, they didn't port them from two or anything like that. Yep. But the problem with Johnny Cage is, and, I, and as much as I love that character, I actually kind of hate him in trilogy because he doesn't have his fucking nut punch, dude. <laughs> Literally one of the most iconic fucking like, yeah, the shadow kick is fucking iconic as shit too. But dude, like Johnny Cage, everybody knows him for the fucking ball punch, dude. But the yes. problem is they didn't have it because they didn't have animations for everybody getting hit in the nuts. So that's why they just took it out. So me personally, Johnny Cage was lackluster. He's just more lackluster in fucking trilogy. Like I love trilogy, but honestly, I'd rather play ultimate MK3. I just felt like it was just, it was a better game. It was just cleaner, like, not just throwing in extra, like, I mean, yeah, there was extra shit, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you, yeah, do you reckon just, they sort of um, left Scorpion out to, for these add-ons to be later? Like, do you reckon they had this all planned and for more money? Cause they knew that if they'd left Scorpion out, we could produce this next game and make more money off that. Uh, you know what, dude, that's not, it's very possible. I mean, they, I mean, they know it's a, they know it's a selling powerhouse, right? You know what I mean? Like they could, yeah. they could watch the arcades. They know the kids, you know, they know where the money's being spent and, and all their arcade cabinets. It keeps track of like who plays what and all that other shit. So they know, like they can check all their info. Um, yeah. it is possible. I think, I think trilogy. Okay. I think it's both. I think ultimate was a cleanup for three because they realized they fucked up. Yeah. I think trilogy was a money grab. I think Absolutely. that was just like, you know what, man? We got three. Let's just finish the code for the other characters. Cause like, dude, even MK, like, okay. And when I say money grab, they didn't, they didn't, uh, use Carl, they didn't use, uh, cause actually, uh, Daniel Pacina's brother Carlos does Raiden in the original ones as well and stuff. They didn't get him to do Raiden again for trilogy. They just brought Raiden from MK2 and just threw him in the fucking game. You know what I mean? So that's why I say like trilogy, like it's good, but it's still kind of like a little cut and paste, if that's the best way I could say it. You know what I mean? Like, yep, uh, heavily borrowed from the second one. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like we're not gonna try as hard because we'll just fucking do this, and there you go. Like you got your people. <laughs> so oh, going with that. Um, our additions for the game is now an MK3 and Ultimate Trilogy. Uh, the new run feature is added to which is Big Johnny D is one of his personal favorites because it allows for a way more aggressive fucking play style. Now you can yes. be up in your motherfucker's face all the goddamn time, dude, even when they're just trying to think of like what potentially they want to do next. Nope. 
you don't give him that fucking chance, dude. You just up there, three hit combo, uppercut, fucking special move, keep fucking going. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> great fucking addition there. Absolutely. What else we got, buddy? Uh, we have chain combos, uh, aka dial A combos that get added. Fuck yeah! So that's the uh, this gets added to each character. Every character has a different combo set, so it's they feel. They don't feel as generic as the first two. They actually feel like they're starting to vary even more so. Like everybody actually has their own specific, specific play style. Yep. And uh it was made it was met with mixed reviews, let's just say that at best. Some people love it, some people fucking hated it. So Yeah. It was definitely a game that, yeah, as I said, it was controversial, but it was sort of a good learning curve for these guys to improve later in the series. So it kind of right. evens out. Perfectly. So, yeah. Um, we also, we get in- introduced to the mercy function, which gives the opponent an extra chance with a scotch of health. However, when performed, it allows you to perform the new fatality type, the animality. Yeah. Which is in- interesting. That's very interesting for them to, to do this. I don't to even make, know where it comes from. To make, right. Like the, even the idea of mercy, like that's cool. But like the fact yeah. that you got to do these extra steps just to do this one special fatality, man. You know what I mean? Like it's just so much fucking more. But the animalities were something special, and they were only yeah. in OG MK3. They're actually taken out of Ultimate MK3, which was sad. Yeah. Um, at least on the console versions, I believe maybe in the arcade. And I don't know if I should quote. I think the arcade they still might be there, but I could be wrong on that. But I know yeah. uh, you. It, it was. Actually, just MG or OG MK3 that was really the only one that had it because Trilogy definitely took them all out. Yep. Yep. All right. What else we got, buddy? Um, We get a new feature to where you can modify gameplay or get hidden hidden messages, Uh, even fight hidden fighters uh, with the combat codes. Yeah. So yeah, you get these uh, six little boxes. Right at the bottom of your versus screen here, where our Project Louder logo would be. Um, and you get about what? Mm. I don't know, 20 fucking seconds to put that shit in. And if you're fighting, and obviously you got to have two controllers, because only one controller controls three of them. So you got to be on that shit unless you got a buddy ready to go. Uh, That's right. Yeah, man. That, it was uh, keeping with the whole Mortal Kombat thing of just like weird secrets, shit you had to find out. It was just awesome, man. It was just a whole nother like, going down the rabbit hole of like, ooh, what the hell could be in this? You know what I mean? Like, the fact that you can modify combat now and shit like that, dude, make weird, like, game types and shit. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was, uh, changing the game deni- dynamic a little bit, adding a little bit more. So let's see. Where are we at? Uh, ah. we, we get different blood color in this one now, now being humans and some outward, uh, outworld folk have read. Now, Shiva has green and the Cyber Ninjas have dumping oil, which is a nice little addition. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. It always, it is nice uh, that they added that little bit of stuff. And we mentioned before, like, obviously, like Japan had like weird green blood in their version of like MK2 and shit like that. But once again, this helps diversify the characters a little bit more, kind of makes them their own thing. So, and, and the last edition, buddy. Uh, the first game in the series with level transition, which was also a thing where I mashed the pad and just happened to fucking figure that out. That was, that was yep. cool. 
that first time you get the ultra uppercut, dude. Like, and yeah. usually it's because like you blocked your dude like from like an aerial kick or something. You blocked, and then you just hit that upper that sweet fucking uppercut, dude, and just bam, like. And it was great because it wasn't just level transition, dude, but like the fucking music change, dude. Like it was just like, yes. yeah, the whole dynamic, man. It was great. Fucking A. That was that was a beautiful addition in my uh, personal opinion. Absolutely. So, what do you guys say, bud? No, no, yeah, no. I was, I was just agreeing with you. I thought it was really oh, okay. cool the way they start the, um, the new music is a bit more upbeat and in more tempo. And you give them that uppercut into the next level right so uh let's go behind the scenes here um for mk3 ultimate and trilogy as opposed to the mystical oriental enter the dragon theme settings from the first two mortal Kombat titles uh mk3 actually features more of like a contemporary north american aesthetic uh the ninjas orient oriental instrumentation mysticism and exotic locations have all been really replaced with like robots technology get some sweet hip-hop music because we're talking fucking mid-90s and uh yeah. urban settings so like obviously a lot of like streets and like we're on top of fucking uh skyscrapers and shit like that uh obviously we get some still some darker aesthetic levels like pit three and things like that but that's all in like shao Kahn's tower and shit yep um the Western contemporary aesthetic, however, would be scrapped altogether by the time of Mortal Kombat 4, which we'll be getting into after this. Uh, this is the only traditional MK, obviously, like we've talked about before, where Scorpion was not a choosable character. And that's only MK3 specific, because obviously in the add-ons, we finally get them. They've cleaned up their fucking mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Noob Cybot, which, you know, if you don't know, and I... I wasn't even going to say this, but, you know, switch that shit around. It's Boone Tobias. Yay. Everybody should know that. And if you didn't, now you do. And knowing is half the battle. Noob Saibot was not an actual palette swap as there was no traditional ninjas in the game. So he is actually a silhouetted version of Kano. Ooh. Yeah. Right. No, I didn't know that. I didn't even fucking know that, dude. That, I was just, I found that out in research. I was like, shit, dude. Get two Kano's essentially. Yeah. Right. Uh, you want to take it up after that, buddy? Yes, I can. Um, uh, many of the new characters weren't officially named until late in the production of the game. Uh, during production, uh, Sector and Cyrax's names were Ketchup and Mustard uh, <laughs> due to their <laughs> collabora- uh, coloration. Uh, while Sindel bore the uh, odd moniker of the hell is that muchacha yeah uh, muchacha yeah muchacha sindel is gonna uh, be muchacha that's actually or the bride yep i I actually really like muchacha they should have kept that muchacha it could always be an uh extra dlc character in mk11 or maybe even mk12 (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's like you know what i mean like dude especially with mk11 like where everybody gets like weird uh costume variations and shit like that should be a costume variation is the muchacha the muchacha yeah absolutely name change that shit <laughs> um uh there's cabal uh cabal uh meanwhile was nicknamed sandman possibly due to uh, cabal's inspiration coming from the tuscan raiders of star wars fame uh and shiva was no different as well as she went by the better name she goro yeah i like that better you like Shigoro better? Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe. I feel like they probably like thought they were just ripping off of She-Hulk maybe too much, so maybe that's why they didn't go with that. Yeah, I, I can see Could that. be wrong. Just yeah. thought. But I do like Sandman for Cabal. Dude, Sand, yeah. that Or like just the Sandman or Sandman. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Fucking oath. Uh, Mortal Kombat 3 was created to address a number of issues present in the original Mortal Kombat 3. In addition to various bug fixes and character rebalancing, Midway took steps to deal with fan dis- dissatisfaction over the more modern tone of MK3 by introducing more outworld locations and reinstating the heavily missed ninja characters. God damn right. If you couldn't tell from Brody and I getting pissed off when we first even brought it up. <laughs> we weren't the only motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck this game. Um Gallagher was fe- uh, featured in all versions of uh, Mortal Kombat 3 except the DS and GBA versions. Mm. Johnny Cage was the only character who was exclusively re- recreated for MK Trilogy while Baraka and Raiden had versus screen sprites and running sprites created for them. The Mortal Kombat version of Kano features new sprites created by modifying and com- uh, composed compositing his mortal combat and mortal combat three sprites that's fucking impressive actually dude that they like uh i wonder what they actually like tweaked in between the two because obviously mk2 is you know what i mean like unless they're just talking like the actual like mocap stance of it like i don't know yeah i I feel that they were like well if we're going to bring back kano we're just going to have to go all out on him sort of thing like if who knows? People probably actually really like Kano from the first one. And when they didn't see him in the second one, they were just like, fuck. Like, well, yeah, that's what, like, they said he didn't get played a lot, but then it's like, dude, when you took it out, and then everybody's like, whoa, 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 dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Back. Yeah. And we'll up the ante. Fucking right. Um, so, geez, I'm bloody lost. Oh, there we are. Uh, Trilogy is the first game to feature Johnny Cage wearing his trademark sunglasses during yeah. fights. Hell yes. As opposed to before where he would only put them on during a victory stance. This trend would continue for the rest of the series, and yes, so it, it fucking should. Yes, it does. Fuck yeah, man. No more $500 sunglasses, asshole. <laughs> so, uh, uh, is, go ahead. What? Oh, yeah. Um, this is the first game in the series to not have an arcade release. And that's Trilogy, what she's talking about. Um, yep, this was just a direct-to-console fucking... Uh, port. So, yep. for, I remember um, the first time I played it too. KB Toys demo. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think they had a PlayStation right out front, dude. And I was like, "Ooh, what's this?" And they had Trilogy in there, and I was like, "Well, mom and dad went shopping. And I stayed at KB Toys for an hour playing." <laughs> John's intrigued. We'll just go shopping, leaving him. They he fucking right, dude. That's all. Yeah. Hey, man, fat kids are harder to kidnap. So. <laughs> Oh, come on, mate. That's a pisser. Um, Despite being the version of Mortal Kombat 3 to offer the most content, the game has not been re-released on any modern consoles instead of being represented by Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. (laughs) No fucking Scorpion. That's right. This game can go fuck itself. Um, The developers intended to include Tremor in the game. But his character was scrapped and appeared later in Mortal Kombat Special Forces. This ninja would be created using pellet swap from other ninjas. Aha. 
All righty. So, yeah, that was kind of a few little behind-the-scenes nuggets for uh, MK3 Ultimate and Trilogy. So let's go into our questions, buddy. First time you played it, and what did you play? And you don't have to pick one. You can just pick one. Like, obviously, we're kind of talking about three games here, but we're not. So Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I didn't end up playing uh, the other two that come out. Um, I, I played the original on the arcade in the same <laughs> – in the same milk bar again. Nice. Um, and, yeah, I think that's the only reason why I only played it there and then um, because obviously no Scorpion was there. So that was a bit of a letdown. But, um, yeah, if I had have played the other two that come out later, I would have been, okay, no worries, they brought back Scorpion, obviously. Um, and I'd probably have a little bit more of a soft spot for this game. But, yeah, this, like, as much as I love playing this one, it was – one that I didn't really have much time for because of no Scorpion. That's fair. Uh, let's see. First time I played MK3, like I said, man, I got Ultimate. I didn't get to play it in the arcades. I actually picked up Ultimate on the Super Nintendo. So that was my first time playing it. And then, like, right after that, I ended up getting three on Game Boy. Uh, and was yep. while it was fun to have Mortal Kombat mobile, because I had Mortal Kombat 2 on Game Boy, which was great, MK3 kind of sucked on that. But luckily, like I said, I had Ultimate on Super Nintendo, to which had Rain, which the arcade versions even didn't fucking have. And Rain was a fucking great goddamn character. Fuck um, yes. And just an awesome homage to the fucking man himself, Prince. Um, yep. Yes. Yeah. If you don't fucking know that or get that, I'm going to... Okay. We have Rain, <laughs> who is purple, who is a prince in Adenia. All right. Cool. Yeah. Carrying on. Uh, yeah. So I probably played this shit. I think I got it like towards the end of 95, maybe the beginning of 96, uh, like right after it came out a little bit, picked it up from KB toys, man. My aunt got it for me. I was fucking ecstatic. And I mean, I loved ultimate MK three, man. It was crazy. Always trying to get like all the weird codes and shit. I remember I had, dude, I still have it. I got a fucking code booklet, dude. I got back in the day from like bratty games, dude. I still fucking have that shit next to the arcade ready to go. That's um, fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Talk about nostalgia right there. But no, man, that was my oh. first time fucking playing it. And then, like I said, the other ones, like Trilogy was like a fucking KB Toys demo thing. And then I got it later on down the line. So um, so for these questions, I think, well, you said you already didn't play Ultimate MK3 or Trilogy. So actually, you kind of, you get a smaller roster to choose from. But uh, favorite yeah. character, or at least your main character from, uh, from this one? Well, this is where I started to find that Kano was... Had that um I think I think he was noted Australian by then, wasn't he, in Mortal Kombat 3? So 95, this was just when uh the, the movie dropped the same year as this game. Yes. So it yeah. was still I don't think it was official official as per the game canon yet, but with yep. the movie, you might as well have. You know what I mean? Because everybody saw the movie and well, that's what it is now. So yeah. Um yes, JD, that is correct, and we do suck at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah no i used to always play as kano because i love that terminator aspect um with the eye sort of thing um and dude this uh, costume in fucking three was badass dude like i love the red and black you know what i mean like yeah that was just it was a cool sick. yeah it was uh, that was that was probably the other reason why as well um just his costume but the thing for me it was well this is leading into my fatality, which I won't 
just discussed yet, but his fatality really brought it home for me um, when I mm. saw that. So, yeah, it would have to be Kano and in between that, obviously, uh, Sub-Zero, even though he looked a little bit different um, in this and, like, I don't really like the design of K. Uh, sorry, Sub Zero in this, but yeah, it was out of those two. They're pretty on par with each other. Okay. Um, I mean, dude, I, I, I actually liked the new look of Sub Zero. I know everybody kind of shit on it. I don't know. I dug the scar over the eye. I liked the new move set, dude. Especially like the ice shower. That was one of my favorite additions to him. Um, however, I'm gonna have to say, dude, my favorite character. And I'm judging it off of Ultimate just because I played Ultimate the most. But dude, it's Cyber Smoke, man. Cyber Smoke was fucking awesome, dude. And I love that he was just like the darker version of all the cyber, like because you know the other ones were bright red and uh, bright red and yellow. But he had his own spear came out of his fucking chest. He still had Sector's teleport, which was fucking phenomenal. And he had the fucking air grab and shit, dude. He was great. And I just love the uh, overuse of like how smoky he was when he was on screen and shit like that. Like, uh, did you have to unlock this character? Um, yeah. So actually, you had to input a code, and then so I I believe if you beat the game and you inputted a code, you had a certain amount of time to input a code at the end of the game. You permanently unlocked it. Yeah. Because I know on Ultimate, I I must have did it like right as soon as i got it and then i was just like fuck yeah dude and then that was it like smoke was my boy like yeah smoke's fucking the shit i mean listen we got some great characters in this and i feel like my run like smoke was my ultimate my runner-up though dude sandman himself man cabal oh great design fucking just interesting as fuck character man he's got hook swords and shit nobody's come in with weapons before this is your first character rocking fucking weapons to which obviously is a rising theme in the series as we discuss farther on um but yeah man he's like super fucking fast he's fucking got this weird mask that's a breathing respirator like his whole story is just fucking weird and it's like freddy krueger yeah dude like you just you're just like, who the fuck is this dude, man? And he's throwing fucking buzz saws and shit. And <laughs> the hook swords is what fucking was awesome. Like yeah. that's what sold it for me. Like that, that was just such a visually aesthetic thing to see in the game when you're yeah. playing, like when he's just hitting with his fucking combos and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. And now that we're getting him in the movie, the new movie. <sighs> dude, <gasps> I feel like they are definitely doing him justice from even what we've seen so far, man. Like, I'm yes. I'm excited for that. Um, all right. So, worst character or least favorite character, at least in mm. this one. That is a tough one. Um, well, I never really played as Shang Tsung, so I'm just going to go with Shang Tsung for this one. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I just because him being the overall baddie of the group of like people that look better than him and have better moves than him. You know, that, well, that's just what I thought anyway. You know, I just didn't really have much time to play as his character. And I fucking hated him. I always thought he was a dick. So. <laughs> I mean, he is. You're not wrong. Yes. You are not wrong, sir. So, uh, no, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with Sindel for mine, dude. I thought her combos were fucking, I don't know. For some reason, she, I just could never get her flowing. Uh, her scream annoying, like it was awesome, but the sound just annoyed the fuck out of me every time I heard it. I was just like, ah, and uh, especially when she does her fatality, and it's like the uber fucking scream. But 
that cool, but I don't know. She just, I liked her like aesthetically. I just couldn't, I just never really got behind her as like for actually playing her. That was mine. So fair enough. All right, buddy. What do we got for, uh, oh, we are on levels right now, aren't we? So favorite levels of MK3 or favorite. I'd have to go. Yeah. I'd have to go with, uh, the graveyard. Ooh, damn you. Really? I actually had that written down as well. The boonyard. (laughs) Yeah. Well, formerly known as the boonyard, actually, uh, little side note, because Ed Boone and John Tobias loved putting themselves in the game so fucking much. They actually called that the boonyard and the bell tower was called Tobias, uh, Tobias tower and producers just looked at them and were like, no, <laughs> stop that. Um, yeah. So they were forced to change it to the graveyard and, uh, graveyard and bell tower, but yeah, hell yeah, dude. No, it- yeah, the graveyard for me definitely hands down. And it's probably one of the only, other than the street and the tower uh, levels, I was just like, the graveyard is probably the one that stood out for me the most as just for that horror aspect. You know, it's a beautiful setting for these fighters to go go toe-to-toe in. And not to mention, I uh, I mean, you said it beautifully right there. I'm going to add, uh, I love the fact that even on the gravestones, though, was all the producers and shit's names and would change yeah. too. Like, I always thought, like, I mean, dude, we always got it with their heads and stuff like that. But it's just great to see that little, like, I don't know, addition of reality into it. Um, Damn, man, that's funny that you said this. So I'm also going to have to throw in, uh, for the runner-up, the bell tower. Yes. And the only reason I say the bell tower is because I love it for a stage fatality-wise. Because you hit that motherfucker and they go down, like, what, six fucking six stories they fucking are crashing through the goddamn uh floors to fall in like 10 foot fucking spikes yeah. i don't know where the spikes fucking came from dude where the fuck this tower is but fuck <laughs> dude like that's like almost insult uh, to injury on that shit dude you know <laughs> uh, the people who built that tower need to be kicked up the ass that is yeah right uh, for a character to fall through six floors and then you got spikes at the bottom what the fuck and it was funny because like i've it makes me wonder if they actually made that level first and put the spikes on there knowing. And then they were like, Oh fuck, we didn't do the new pit yet. So that's why pit three changed. Or if maybe they did pit, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe they did yeah. do pit three first and they were like, well, we didn't use spikes there. So why don't we fucking use them over here? Like, I don't know. Cause pit three here, like I liked pit three, but it definitely, I feel was like my less, my least favorite variation of the pit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there was not, it was, it was in one big solid room. There's not really a lot of cool background stuff. I think there was like a statue in each corner. The death trap in itself is fucking sweet, dude. Like giant rotating fucking fan blades. Like what the fuck? Who set that shit up? That's right. Um, is that when you punch them up into the fans? No, is no, no, it, no, no. no. So oh. nope. This, uh, so pit three is the one where you actually fight Shao Kahn at the end. It's in his tower That's and it's right. kind of like a very, greenish not green i I, like beigeish color i don't know it's just a very like kind of muted level in comparison to what it's always been because you've always had shit in the background like usually the moon and stuff but this you're in a tower but no you up you uppercut them and you go down and like the saw blades that cabal throws out 
they're like 10 times the fucking size, dude. And then they fall into that shit and just get fucking minced up. Still fucking <laughs> badass. You know what I mean? But I just say, I just think like the actual level in itself aesthetically isn't just, it's just not as pleasing as it always has been. Yep. But all right. So favorite fatality. Ooh. Now, as I was talking about earlier, I really do love. Well, firstly, I'll go for my runner-up because this – and it was – I know it's it's a little bit lame, but it, it looked cool when the first time I saw him. That was Cabal's sort of scream, that, that, that scream. Motherfucker, you took the same one. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, sorry, that was my runner-up. Uh, oh. However, okay. how, however, my favourite is when Kano rips the fucking skeleton out of the characters. Yes. He just grabs them and just rips them. Out, and then they just fall to the like, just right, flat. just skin, skin, just skin flap, just bleh. yeah, fucking a dude. Oh, you know what? So I actually didn't have that as my favorite. I did have the Cabal one as a runner up too. So, but I'm glad you mentioned it because that was just that was one of those weird, funny Mortal Kombat moments, dude. It's just kind of like almost it wasn't a secret, but you know what I mean. But it's like. It's like Scorpion's fatality when the first time you pull it off. You know what I mean? It's just something so unexpected. You're just like, what the fuck was that, dude? And it scares his fucking, it scares his fucking spirit out and the fucking ghost runs away in the body. Like, fantastic, dude. Love it. Fucking agree. Yeah. But I think my ultimate for three, dude, or at least for ultimate three, I should say, uh, I got to give it back to my boy, Cybernetic Smoke, dude. The most ridiculous fatality in almost any game ever fucking made in the Mortal Kombat series is the world destruction fatality where you literally just throw out 50 fucking bombs and then it just shows the planet of Earth going (laughs) and it blows up and then somehow you go into the next fucking fight. It's like, wait a minute, but I just blew up the fucking planet. Nope, I'm going to do it again, too. (laughs) <laughs> that, that is my hands down favorite fatality. I think it's going to be my favorite fatality for like all Mortal Kombat games, yeah. dude, because it's so overly ridiculous. Like, does that does that mean that you? Well, you don't really win then because you sort of sacrifice yourself, right? That, that, that yeah, that's even more of the fucked up thing. It's like Smoke wins, but it's like yeah, but how does he? I mean, I guess like technically he's not really human anymore, so he doesn't give a shit. He's a robot, but true. Sure. I, I don't just just the ridiculousness of it all, dude. It's just like blow up the whole world. Yep, fuck it, dude. <laughs> I mean, I guess you do win if, it, if everybody is dead. I don't know. If that was your intent. I, t- I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. It's so goddamn good. Oh, fucking hell. And oh, then that's awesome. I think uh, for secondary honorable mention for awesome and, and once again, it's another ridiculous fatality, dude. For some reason, three I just chose their. Di- is Liu Kang's fucking arcade drop where he literally drops the MK fucking two cabinet right on top of him for fucking from nowhere. <laughs> it, it's such a weird fucking fatality. It's so stupid, but yeah, I love doing it. I or at least love doing it. Yeah, dude, he just fucking phases out. <laughs> just squish. They really experimented with this game. Like, oh, this yeah, was dude, the they, game that was like either going to make or break him even further. Yeah, they were just like you know what, man? We're they just bigger and more ridiculous, like that. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, it's it, some of it worked, some of it didn't. We'll just, we'll we can say that. I feel. Yep. So overall, sir, how would you give this a final wrap down or a final uh, thought? 
Like when we do get to see Scorpion in this, I got I got to admit this is probably my favorite design of Scorpion, like his mask. Okay, it, it just it just feels like that skeleton, like the morse with his yes. You know, it off, oh, and a shout out to Scoob Steve, which is actually he is actually making me that scorpion mask too. Ooh, I'm excited to see when you get that, buddy. Yeah, I'm super excited. He did send me a photo of it. Um, he's just trying to figure out how to put the black mesh in there at the moment. So yeah, um, mm. but I, I, overall of that game, um, I have mixed reviews about it. I only wish I had to play the extended versions that you have played because then I'd probably, yeah, really enjoy this game even more. But as, as I said, like the running, uh, all these new additions that they added to it, uh, like the running and all that was really, really um, good. Makes the game go a lot quicker. Yeah, the designs are obviously improving over time. But, yeah, um, I think it's a great game still, even though, well, it's like any game. It's got its flaws, so right, right, I can't right. really shit on it too much because, yeah, but Fair the fatalities enough. are good. Oh, yeah, dude. Yep. So I'm going to say final thought. Obviously, uh, 3 was all right. They knew they fucked up. Ultimate 3 is great. Yep. I almost say we didn't need Trilogy. Like, I'm, I'm glad Trilogy exists. I'm not going to say it doesn't because, you know, you get to play as all the bosses and shit right <laughs> off the bat. Like, it gives you everybody. And... We get this kind of again when we get Armageddon. Like it, it feels like it's just that's how MK ends. I feel like they know they're at the end. You know what I mean? Like of that generation, at least. And it's kind of like a perfect side note of like where we're going. But it's like, yeah, dude, put in all the characters that we've had in every game, the whole roster, fucking give them everybody. And, you know, in obviously trilogy, they brought over. They brought in some uh, levels from the older games. They they brought a couple over from the first one and second, um, yep. giving it more of the outworld feel that everybody was bitching that was missing in the in the, actually the original drop of three. Um, so like I said, like while three was kind of, I don't know three was just meh. It definitely hit with like it, it just didn't feel right. It, it just, just something felt off about it. Ultimate MK three. 100% turnaround. It's pretty much like the Justice League versus the Snyder Justice League cut. You know what I mean? I, I'll say it. Yep. Like, it was just like, oh, wow, they did it what they were supposed to do this time. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, yep. Other than that, man, it was that's, yeah. a, that's a perfect way to sum it up. Yeah, the Justice League scenario. I, I like it, that very much. Yeah, it's just it, it's a fun game. Obviously, I still play it. I like three uh, just because it was one of the ones I played the most when I was a kid. I liked their – I didn't – the urban aesthetic didn't bother me so much. I like the music in it and shit like that. I like the more like hip not hip hop and stuff like that. Um, yep. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely not my three, not my favorite in the series, but it's still, uh, it's not the worst one either. No. Alrighty. So that being said, give a little stretch here ah, and a bend. And uh, before we dip into the last game, I'm going to give a shout out to the network. We are on right now, which is Project Louder, um, home of some phenomenal podcast, such as one that Brody and I are both on together, which is Gore and More. You can catch every Monday. Brody, what's the other podcast you're on, buddy? I am on Lights, Camera, Exploitation with Nick Reese and our boss man himself, Mr. TJ Bowser. And I must, and we recorded one or well, our new episode yesterday mm-hmm. uh, with. 
we're talking about Dario Argento's Birds with a Crystal Plumage. So be sure Ooh. to tune in uh, this week or next week for you. Um, and, yeah, we've got a treat in store for you. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and you can check out a bunch of other amazing podcasts down there. Uh, we got everything covered from wrestling to behind the scenes stuff. TJ's got his own. Uh, we got one called TJ Bowser's Power Hour. where We have interviews with uh, just everybody from different kinds of media, horror, different movies, anything. Um, so go check out projectlouder.net. Go check us out on Facebook. We're on YouTube. You can catch us streaming on Twitch. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we're always bringing the content, man, nonstop. TJ is a fucking powerhouse, and he's got a powerhouse team behind him. So, and on that, on top of that, while you are at ProjectLouder.net, check out that sweet fucking merch tab because we got some delicious stuff on there. Uh, oh, yeah. Get some sweet T-shirts, you know. You can get some mask for uh, going out in public, all that good shit. All righty. So that being said, we are on our final segment, and uh, we're actually going a little far longer than I expected. <laughs> so, We've got plenty of content. I know. Holy fuck, dude! I was fucking worried. <laughs> all right, nah, it's good so, though. Yeah, right, right. So, buddy, we are talking MK4 now. Which dropped in 1997, the last Mortal Kombat to hit arcades and uh, the end of a century. Like I said, this is it's the end of an era and it's also the beginning of an era at the same time. So going through the developers, we got Midway Midway Games, which did the arcade and we got Eurocom, which did 64 PC and PS1 and Digital Clips, which did uh, Game Boy Color. Publishers are uh, Midway Games and uh, GT Interactive. Designers are Ed Boon and J- John Tobias once again. Programmer Ed Boon, artist John Tobias and David Lee. Oh, I'm gonna fuck that one up. Mitch uh, Kitch. Wow, he's got. I yeah, sure. Uh, and composers Dan Forden. Buddy, you want to take it away with the uh, breakdown? Oh, I can. Uh, in Mortal Kombat Four. The nefarious and corrupt elder god known as Shinnok has escaped his nether realm prison with the aid of his minion, the powerful sorcerer known as Quan Chi. It is once again up to Raiden and Earthrealm fighters to defeat him and his evil forces in order to stop his plan for total takeover of the realms. Yeah. All right. So characters we have returning. We have Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, Raiden. Reptile, Jax, Scorpion, and Sub-Zero, of course. Noob Saibot, who is hidden. And obviously, we got our big fucking sub-boss from the OG, Mr. Goro himself. Who do we got for new additions, buddy? We have Riko, Fujin, Jarak, Kai, Tanya, Quan Chi, Mate. Never heard of him. He's a hidden player and Shinnok, who is the blo- uh, the boss and a playable character might i add yeah this was the first time that uh they gave you a, the boss as a playable character without having to do any kind of like input code or any bullshit like that or obviously trilogy where they give you the whole fucking roster uh nope they gave you right from the get-go and uh it's kind of interesting you know what i mean like i it was something that wasn't expected uh but it's also kind of nice because it's like yo you know who doesn't want to play as the boss sometimes either, you know? That's right. 
Um, and going back to who Meat was, so in this one, he was like a bloody skeleton, but he actually comes back in MKR Armageddon. I think he's also in, he might be in Deadly Alliance, but we'll, we'll talk about those later on. But yeah, he comes yeah. back as a, a fully like, he's got muscles and stuff. He's just like a skinned character at that point. And he was, he was fucked up and it was kind of fun to use too. That sounds <laughs> fucking badass, actually. I'm fucking intrigued. Right? Yeah, just a bloody, like, especially like, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the Hellraiser franchise, dude, it just feels very <laughs> fitting for that shit. <laughs> Frank. Frank. Yeah, right. Ex- pretty much, dude. It could have been <laughs> Frank. It might as well have been. Frank uh, Tank. So what kind of additions did we get in this game, buddy? So we got the first game of the series that uses computer-generated graphics with a combination of mocap and texture maps taken from previous characters' actors. Nice. That's cool. So, yes. Uh, no more digitized actors. Um, going something a little different here that now, now with not using actors, they can have a lot more free range in developing their characters. You can, you know, now you have a full 3D texture model to where it's not just going to be a flat 2D plane swapping in, and you know, you can only hold so much information at that time with those consoles and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah dude. We also and, have, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say it was, uh, it was, it was an interesting take. I, cause I, I could still remember seeing MK for the MK4 for the first time and just being like very head scratched, like, huh, this is different. <laughs> Yeah. It had that bit more of a 3D, uh, 3D, 3D texture about it too, which was oh, cool yeah. with the camera flow. And But uh, yeah, it's also the first game to introduce uh, the weapon combat, which is mm-hmm. pretty fucking sick. Um, uh, first game to also encounter, obviously, just what I said, uh, the, the 3D plane combat, although it was only done with a quick sidestep. Yeah, so like obviously in uh, Deadly Alliance and the the two app following that, they stuck with the and even actually MK versus DC, they stuck with that 3D plane element uh, to give you a little bit more. But this one was literally like you couldn't walk it like you could in the in the future generation. You could literally just and the camera change a little bit, and that's about it. So like it almost wasn't even worth doing the sidestep in this. At least my personal opinion. Um, you're better off just being fucking aggressive and just being right on top of the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, yep, damn straight. And we only get a little taste of it with the fatalities and before you start the game too. Like, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we, we also uh, it also introduces character uh, dying during a game over too. Oh, that's right, the endless yeah. pit to the. Yep, because yeah, uh, that it was always the continue was just the dropping down the fucking well, and then if you didn't, they just at the end. So, yeah, this this movie or this is the first game that we actually get like animated cutscenes in and everything like that. Uh, in all previous entries, we've it's all been static imagery and stuff like that with text based story, but this one, you know, we get to push the limits a little bit. We actually get little uh, CGI movies. We actually get en- CGI endings this time. Even though they uh, questionably were terribly voiced over and shit like that, they were still fucking. <laughs> Don't even they get were, me started. Right, they were still awesome, but whoo, the voice acting on them were fucking. Uh, I feel like it's it would be comparable almost to like Resident Evil One or something like that. You know what I mean? Just fucking whoo, bad, atrocious. <laughs> 
Oh, man. So going a little behind the scenes here for MK4. MK4 was actually not the first game that was created by Midway that year or in the later 90s uh, that used the new Zeus software, which is obviously their new 3D built software. Actually, a fighting game titled War Gods was released several months before MK4's debut. However, unfortunately, and even though I do remember this game, it fucking tanked. Was it was it really that bad? What? It wasn't terrible, but it didn't really have anything that was like that you could take home. You know what I mean? Like there was just nothing that like like okay, dude. Like we, like we talked earlier. Like I mean, there was just moments in Mortal Kombat you play that shit, you're just fucking like floored. I never in War Gods there was nothing really like that to me. Like I don't know, it just seemed kind of like a um. Not like tack in per se, but it, it, it along those lines where it's just more of like a straight like beat 'em up per se. Yep. I think it might have had ending like finishers. Obviously, like other there's other fighting games that have finishers like Killer Instinct and shit. Like that. I think War Gods had finishers, but honestly, dude, like I only played it in the arcade a few times and it was kind of like eh. <laughs> like <laughs> if MK was there, I'm fucking hopping on MK before you know what I mean. Damn strike. So to date, Mortal Kombat 4 is actually the only Mortal Kombat arcade title to never receive an out-of-arcade port to any platform. The home versions have also never been re-released beyond the Dreamcast update of Mortal Kombat Gold. So pretty much they've never given us a cleaned up HD, like newer version of this, which, dude, if they fucking did, I'd fucking buy it in a heartbeat. Oh, I'll jump all over that. In, in, I mean, yeah, I'll play. There's many, there's been many times where they re-released the first three. Like they did it on, uh, Xbox 360. They had, it was the Mortal Kombat arcade collection. I had it on that. Uh, when you got Mortal Kombat Deception that came with a copy of, I think, uh, Mortal Kombat 2 on it, or maybe it was Mortal Kombat 1, uh, like on the bonus disc and like Armageddon, they had like Ultimate MK3 on there. So like they've always re-released the original three, like all the fucking time, but dude, four, they just never touched. It's weird because it's not like it's a terrible game. It definitely was. I feel like the most jarring of the series because obviously it's a full yeah. change up to something completely different aesthetic wise. Yeah. Um, but dude, like how fast it ran and like everything like that, dude, if you clean that shit up and fucking drop that on consoles nowadays. Oh my God, dude. Especially with like online play and shit. Oh yeah. Dude, that's like I, 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 this was the first game I was introduced to. This is the one that did it for me, Mortal Kombat 4. And right. If they, if they sold that, you. Yeah. So if they fucking cleaned their act up and this, like, I'm going to be buying it all day, every day, you know? Oh, dude. I'd buy it on the Xbox and the Switch, just like I did with 11, just so I could play <laughs> anywhere I wanted, dude. <laughs> fucking A, dude. Um, so actually, Reptile makes his first playable appearance in the series without his mask. His ninja outfit was later implemented as a secret costume, though it reused Scorpion's textures and lacked a loincloth due to lacking necessary model geometry. So I included this one in there because this is where in the series we see reptiles starting to de-evolve. Yes. I guess that would be the best way to say it. Um yep. I mean, he had his human-esque characteristics, obviously, in one and two, but obviously, two, you know, he did the 
mask rip and he had his reptile head. So he's always kind of been there, but he's always been able to like hide behind this like weird human form. Well, now he's slowly going back to his like, I guess, pre precursor form or original form. Um, you know, he's starting to get his green skin. He's got, he's definitely getting his more like reptile esque look going on. Which, I just didn't, yeah, I never really found it. Pr- like I, I fucking hated it to be honest. It was, I, I yeah, yeah, I preferred this alternate one, dude, which was the classic green. It was, yeah. uh, yeah, it was different. I, it, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was a weird aesthetic. I didn't mind it. Yep. It was just, yeah. I mean, dude, when, when you've been playing with ninjas for the last like fucking three to five games, <laughs> you're like, I want fucking ninjas, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Let's see what else we got here. So um, none of the game actors from the previous MK titles were used in MK4. Ed Boone, John Vogel, and several several other Midway employees provided motion capture footage for all the characters. In the end credits, several past actors such as Carlos Pensina, Tona, Tony Mas- uh, Marquez, Kerry Hoskins, and Sal DeVita, Kano, uh, yes. Are mentioned as providing motion capture. Now, Sal DeVita also played Quan Chi, and he was the motherfucker who you saw as Quan Chi on the side of the arcade cabinet. When you're coming up like, who this motherfucker that looks like Sting? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, not, yeah. I'm not even going to go farther than that. If you don't know, you don't know. So, Scorpion's uh, newly recorded Get Over Here audio clip is from the, from this game, is recycled in future games. All the way up to fucking MK11, dude. Damn. Right? Could they not That's get pretty, anyone to re-record it? Or? Maybe they just loved it that much. They were like, that just it was just such a perfect rendition. Mm. Uh, I mean, especially, I guess, if they have the original audio files, like when, you know, like somebody's actually like in the voice studio doing it. Yeah. Like if you can have clear as fuck. I mean, fuck it, dude. Where, I mean, that's awesome. I didn't know that until I uh, put that down. So that's kind of interesting. Absolutely. I agree, though. You think like they could have whatever actors uh, voicing him just be like, all right, now give me a get over here. Okay, there's not enough force <laughs> in that. All right, fuck it. We're just going back to MK4. Just use that. Uh, voice dubbing, fuck that. I've done that before, and it's the worst. Oh, really? Yeah. We uh, we shot a short film um, a couple of years ago, and when I was living in Melbourne, they're like, can you come in and do some voice dubbing for one of our scenes? I was literally in this, like, hearing booth, looking at a monitor and they're like okay so when your scene comes up try and voice dub to that and i was like either like a second late or or early and it was so fucking hard to just but i'm like you've got it you can actually you don't need me obviously like you can actually edit that in later to match up to sync yeah they had me in this booth going nay you need to put a bit more force into it uh just back off a little bit it was fucking bullshit. So I can understand why they've kept that voice for these. Yeah, these hey, that's, that's awesome, dude. That's something I've actually always been kind of interested in and would love to do. But the oh. fact that you had an experience with it, dude, that, that that's fucking great, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, if you ever get the chance, even just to sort of sit there with the the sound designer and the director, and um, yeah, it, it was it was a really cool experience. Like you said, um, something different. You know, you don't really hear about that that stuff. No, not much. And voice actors don't get the recognition that they should, man, because it's still like a good voice actor. You know what I mean? Like you're still putting fucking energy into that. You're still putting like you're you're still acting it out. 
regardless whether it's in can in front of the camera of like and you're in a costume or something versus it's just your speech and still you're in your thought and like you know what i mean like you got to really play out that scene like that's what makes or breaks a lot of shit well um, uh, sorry just a quick sidebar perfect no. example of that is um uh hugh jackman for his role in logan where he's like running yes the scene where he's going through the woods like such fucking incredible right scene. like obviously they they sound record over that and you know if you haven't seen the video he's just in a sound booth but he's still fucking running dude because he's got to get that like that breathing pattern like get the fucking grunts dude like he's you know really doing the punches and shit like oh yeah man you got 100 percent or nothing right <laughs> that's it oh he takes that shit to the next level but he just comes back to reality like in a heartbeat oh fuck yeah dude yeah because if that didn't if that if he didn't do a good job that whole scene would just sound like shit and it would it would just be shit. It'd be shit. You know what I mean? It would just be, you'd be laughable. <laughs> but you say a lot now you're running like <laughs> got the asshole worked up. <laughs> Yo, bro, I feel that shit though. Oh man. All right. So the last two things we got here is so some male characters while performing a throw or a special move will say a some weird gibberish statements that sounds like, hey, I'm gonna throw you over there. In the same vein, Sub-Zero will say, Toka a halo. I, and I apologize if I said that wrong. Scoobs, let me know. Uh, but it's supposed to say, touch the ice in Spanish. So when he, and he, that he says that when he uh, does his ice clone move. Strangely <laughs> enough, some other characters will also say this statement when they do certain moves. It can be noted that although these characters are primi primarily English and Asian, uh, they will, however, speak Spanish with the exception of Liu Kang and Shinnok. An example of this is when Scorpion takes out a sword. He says, Mira que yo tengo. Look what I have. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds sexy. I mean, what else do you say when you pull out your sword? You know what I mean? Like, hey, <laughs> oh, I'm going to use that one from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the added characters. Um, and MK Gold, which obviously was like we mentioned earlier, it was just an update on the for the Dreamcast of MK4, uh, not as crazily extensive as like Ultimate MK3 or Trilogy, but we did get the added characters of Baraka, Cyrex, Katana, Kung Lao, Melina, and Sector. Uh, I never personally got to play Gold because I didn't have a Dreamcast, so unfortunately, I cannot. I can't, there's nothing I can say on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't even know there was a goal, to be honest. Yeah. I always kind of want, I thought, I, I thought it came out on PlayStation. So I always wanted to try to find it like after the fact, but I honestly don't know if it did. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. I think we are on to our questions now, buddy. I'm going to wrap this shit up a little bit. So first Ooh. time you played it and what did you play it on? Well, this game's my bread and butter. Um, as I said to you, um, I played it in my brother's bedroom when he was playing it. Um, that was obviously the first time I got introduced to Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah. Was, that, P was I, that on PS1, I'm guessing? Sorry. Yeah, that was uh, yeah PlayStation 1. Um, okay. And I remember looking at, like, uh, the disc. And it had skull heads on it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This looks badass. And it had big Mortal Kombat 4 with like swords and shit as well. Anyway, I'm watching my brother play and he's doing all these bullshit moves and stuff. And I'm like, 
this is fucking crazy. Like, how have I not heard of this before? And, um, yeah, that was basically my introduction to it. Um, yeah, at my house playing Mortal Kombat 4. Nice. Mad nostalgia for me, this game. Oh, yeah, dude. So for me, um, my first time actually playing it was on the arcade cabinet. I was at uh, a little – it was a park called Darien Lake. It's like a theme park, whatever. And uh, we were camping. And so the camp, there's a camping store that's like separated from the, the park and the camp thing. And for some reason or another in the camping store, they had just a single cabinet of fucking MK4. And I remember my parents, uh, my parents went up there and I found it. So I played it a little bit. And then like, uh, we went back to the campsite, but it was only like right around the corner. So I was just like, they were sitting there eating. I'm like, I'm going to go back and play Mortal Kombat because that's a new Mortal Kombat. And I don't know what the fuck that's going on. So, <laughs> and yeah, I think I wasted about a good, probably $10 that day on just yep. alone, just alone playing that shit. Um, yep. I was floored by it. I ended up, it wasn't too far after that, but then I ended up uh, picking it up a copy on uh, Nintendo 64 actually. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I th- I'm pretty sure that was hindered a little bit with some of the cutscenes and shit like that. Just cause obviously yep. like PlayStation is going to be able to run it way better on the cd format then um but still loved it regardless like it was fucking great and so i want to say i probably played it when it first dropped 97 98 yeah but righty. so that being said favorite character or your main character for mk4 buddy so this is where i get a little bit um I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of uh, put the side, uh, the main characters to the side a little bit. I used to go, well, I, I went with Sub Zero, obviously, but I used to go with Quan Chi. I loved the design of Quan Chi. I don't know what it was, but he, yeah, it was pretty much Quan Chi. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it, um, like you said, it was more so Sting. I love Sting as a wrestler back in the, when I was a kid. And he just had that sinister look about him. I don't know what it was. It's the white He's face paint f- with the black eyes shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking creepy, to be uh-huh. honest. Uh, as much as I love Scorpion, uh, Sub-Zero's uh, design for this with the scar over the eye, but he had his mask back. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with Quan Chi. He was a fucking sinister character for this. Fucking a dude. Um, so obviously my old, my character for this, I had to go back to Scorpion, uh, yep. just because he was my boy. They kind of fucked him in three. Um, but I got to give it off to shout outs at least to uh, two newer characters that I actually really enjoyed playing, and that was uh, Rieko and Fujin. Like I like the yes. idea. I, I like the addition of Fujin being Raiden's brother. Uh, I thought it was cool that we actually got another Earthrealm god into it. And the fact yep. that he was fucking airbender was awesome, even though airbending wasn't technically a thing then. Um, and then Rieko was fucking Shao Kahn's ex-general. So he was obviously yep. like in the whole thing for like power and stuff like that. But the fact that like the ninja stars was like his main aesthetic, like, I don't know, something like that was just cool. Cause like he just could fucking throw a shit ton of them and everything like that. He just looked cool. Like I thought his design, I'm sad they'd never really like, utilized them as good as they should have i feel like in the rest of the series but you know that's a personal opinion yep absolutely so worst character sir or your least favorite i should say Ooh, um this is an easy one for me so yeah uh 
As, yeah, I didn't really like it, it'll be probably Sonia or Reptile. They're pretty on par for me. Okay. Um, just, just, yeah, I don't know. I, I see. I was really weird about picking my characters because I, I picked them by the way they looked, and um, I just yo man, like if they're not tiles. aesthetically pleasing, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. Like Sonia's hot. Don't get me wrong; she is smoking. <laughs> but <laughs> um, uh, but reptiles character design i i'd already seen what he looked like in the previous games and i thought that was cool and i saw him in this and i'm like really it looks fucking poo so um (laughs) yeah i'd go with reptile because i just never really played with him in this game okay fair enough so the one that i'm gonna poo all over on is fucking jarek jarek was a fucking waste of a character he was shit (laughs) he was literally a fucking kano ripoff Fuck yeah. him. Give us yep. Kano. Fuck Jarek. Dude, he literally has his fatality as fucking eye laser. He has double eye lasers. He doesn't have any cool fucking cybernetic eye, though. So why does he have fucking eye lasers? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and I'm pretty sure he was, I think he was like an underling of Kano or some bullshit, but it's like, no, just give us fucking Kano. Like, don't give us some bullshit jack off fucking rip off of a character. Like, it's just, Crap. Uh, I'm looking at Jarek right now, and yes, I would never have picked him anyway. He looks no, he's right. Like he he doesn't have any like good looks to him. Like he's just I don't know, just a dude in a vest with some fucking greased down hair, and like, yeah, like I don't know. Like he looks like shit. His his backstory is shit. Like, man, get rid of him. That's probably why he hasn't showed up since then. Uh, Except for obviously in like Armageddon or whatever. So now, this one's a little weird because the levels obviously aesthetically changed up huge in this game in comparison to yes. what we got in the other games. Um, so what was your favorite level in this one, Bob? Yeah, I had um, – is it the Elder Gods where they had the faces on the wall? Mm-hmm. But yeah. there, was a runner, there, there was a runner-up one where they had the floating monks and you could smack your character back to like – was it a portal <sighs> or something? I can't what remember. Was what that? Oh was. my god! I forgot about that one. But yeah, it was it was those two. It'd be probably more so the Elder Gods for me. Or oh, which one had the severed heads in it? Um, there was a couple of them, but that was the one with the uh, the like the giant like uh, chimney thing or like fucking. It had like a fire pit in the background or something like yeah. that. It had all the skulls all over it. Yep. Yeah. And then obviously, if they didn't have severed heads, it had like giant fucking boulders that you could just throw up and fucking whip at them too. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck it. I'm just going to go with the Elder Gods because I really like the faces on the wall. They actually intimidated me a fair bit. As a All kid. right. So I myself am actually going to go with the prison. Uh, and the reason is Ooh. because I think it was one of the only ones that actually had a stage fatality in it. Um, yep. And that was the one where you could grab them and you'd fucking whip them around like Mikey and MK2 and fucking throw them into the fucking giant fan. Just watch them explode. It was fucking great. And that was the one where like fatalities, obviously because they went 3D, you get a little bit more of a cut scene of a fatality. You know what I mean? Like they did a lot more like camera angle switches in them and shit like that. Or they would like show the reaction of the person who just died. Like it was interesting. And I'm gonna have to give actually, even though we kind of shit on him for his character design, I'm actually gonna give a runner up to reptile. Because Ooh. I love his face eat, dude. The one where he literally jumps right on top of him and just fucking starts gnarling <laughs> on him, dude. It's just like a blood <laughs> cloud. Uh, 
I don't know. There's something about that was gnarly. And then I think the last runner up is your boy, Quan Chi, because Quan Chi yep. has one of the most brutal fucking. Um, yes. Fatalities. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, the one where he just starts beating the fuck out of a motherfucker with his limb. That is my favorite fatality on this game. I figured you probably would have went with that one too, because dude, how could you not? Oh, you know what I mean? Like I that shit. Oh, yeah. That's fucking sick. It, dude, that was, I feel like that, all the fatalities, like that was the most brutal out of all of them. Like there's some good fatalities, but dude, that shit right there, that was and just, he does not stop. He doesn't no. stop. It's like a solid 30 seconds of him just beating the fuck out of him with a leg, dude. It's great. Like he just straight goes Jason Voorhees on their ass, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh so man. fucking good. So I think other than that, buddy, what do we want to say for our final thoughts on this? And we'll wrap this shit up. Well, yeah, for me, as I said, I fucking love this game uh, so much, obviously, because it introduced me to the whole Mortal Kombat thing. Um, obviously, I understand with a lot of people who grew up loving the first ones uh, with that 2D, two-dimensional type design, and then you got to sort of come to this really bit of a shitty 3D look about it, even though it's a bit different for its time. Overall, yeah, no, I, you, you have to appreciate that they're obviously up in the ante with their um, designing in that with this. And overall, I think it's a great, um, great game. Yeah, for me personally. Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, I have to agree, man. MK4, it was definitely a, it was a different transition because um, we're still in the 90s, but now we're going to this weird, you know, like I said, we're going away from the digitized actors. That's what you're used to. That's what you've got. And in five different iterations of the games already, because obviously you got to include three and then three again and then three again. So um, that being said, though, like I said, dude, this gave you super fast combat. It gave you some additional, uh, gave you some additional combat, such as weapon combat and the ability to pick up things in the area and throw it heads, rocks. Uh, it also had some different things where you could like run up and you'd grab their fucking arm and you'd fucking uppercut their arm randomly enough. You know what I mean? It kind of yes. gave you like a little bit more of a fucking cutscene where you're supposed to like break their arm and shit. Like all that shit was great. Um, some dialogue I, with the characters. My, my, my honest final thought of this is I just wish they, I wish they would re-release this dude. I really do. I wish yes. they would clean it up, you know, maybe clean up the audio a little bit, dude, but like, yeah. Totally re-release it. Drop it for like 20, 25 bucks. I'd fucking buy it in a heartbeat. Not even, no questions oh. asked. Uh, it's been so long since I personally played it. I don't even own. This is the only copy I don't own anymore. It's because somebody fucking stole it from me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. And, and if I did have it, I would fucking play it still on 64. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, dude, yeah. Give me, give me it on new consoles. Give me on the Switch, whatever. Fucking hands down money. To the motherfucker that stole John's Mortal Kombat 4, you're going to pay. You're gonna I don't pay. even know that who stole my it. Heart. <laughs> it was so long ago. But uh, uh, I think that is going to be it for this episode, buddy. Um, what an episode, I, mate. Yeah. I and Here we were worried about not having enough content. We're fucking three hours in, dude. As Bossman said, we're the Snyder Cut right now. <laughs> Holy fuck. Are we actually three hours in? Dude, we are at two hours and 40 minutes, homie. Holy uh, shit. Right? Good Ooh. times, buddy. Good fucking times. That's um, So that being said, I would have to say thank you for joining into our first episode of Fatality and MK Retrospective. Uh, I hope you join us next week, next Saturday at the same time, 9 o'clock. I promise it probably will not be as long of an episode. Uh, we're actually only going to be covering three games next week. We're going to be covering uh, essentially the next G uh, 
generation ones. So Deadly Alliance, Deception, yep. and Armageddon. Um, so yeah, I think that's about it. So let me just say, uh, this is your host, Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying thank you for joining us, and I'll catch you next time. And this is your DKB signing out by saying thank you, my mother lickers, for tuning in this week, and I'll catch you next week. Fatality.